Welcome to a journey through the shadows of Hollywood's haunted history. In the realm of cinema, where dreams come to life, there exists a dark undercurrent of mysterious forces that have plagued certain... <clears throat> I can read. Yeah. That have played certain movie sets with an eerie and unsettling energy. In this spine-chilling exploration, we will delve into, into the cursed tales that linger behind the silver screen, uncovering the, the known curses that have cast their malevolent spell on unsuspecting film productions. So dim the lights, steal your nerves, and join us as we unravel the mysteries of cursed movie sets, where reality and the supernatural collide in a dance of darkness. That was a little demonic. Gonna get worse. You are now entering the realm of the Freaky Deaky, an unsuspecting stop at the crossroads of fantasy and reality, where the frayed edges of make-believe seep into this cookie-cutter, white-picket world you've been led to believe is far from extraordinary. What you're about to hear are true stories. <clears throat> Alleged true stories. Christian, just... Okay. Tales of the strange and inexplicable thought only to exist in film and folklore. Although difficult to accept, we do not know everything about this reality. About time or space, what lies beneath the ocean's depths. And try though we might, the unchanging truth remains. There are some things we legitimately cannot explain logically. logically. Folks, welcome back to the Frinkity Dinkity. We're here once again, as we often are every week on Thursdays. You're aware of this. If you are new to the show, we ask one thing of you. And it's very simple. Your soul. Yep, that's it. It's very simple. And that is if you enjoy what you hear at the end of the episode, we ask that you just take a couple seconds out of your time and rate the show five stars on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, really wherever you're listening. It truly is the only way to help us grow the show out unless you want to tell every single person you know in which we're not going to stop you if you do but that's also time consuming and in the meantime you can find us on social media at freaky deaky pod pretty much across the board except for tiktok it is at tft paranormal if that's more your speed send in any paranormal experiences that you have that you want to have on this show and one of our fantastic freaky listener stories to the gang at thefreakydeaky.com. We love nothing more than hearing your paranormal experiences. It truly does bring us great joy and it helps Christian believe. And not many things do. I believe in our listeners. I don't necessarily believe in the paranormal. Scott is so brilliant. Nice. Yeah, we have to take a couple pages back in the soundboard because Christian said there's going to be demon stuff. So now I have access to sound bites that I don't get to very often. And that's fun, and we're going to have a good time. Christian, what are we talking about today? We're talking about cursed movie sets. Well, let's get it. So, but before we get rolling, I got to throw out some sources. Gone over some material by Angela Angelica Martinez for BuzzFeed, Lori A. Vashayan, mm. Fox News. Oh. I know. Danny Turner, no relation. Okay. People were wondering the second you said they're like, wait, what? Gamer rant. And Jacob Stolworthy from The Independent. What's up? Shout out to the peeps. Yep. So we're going to, I figured the best place to start on these cursed movie sets yeah. is with the movie about exorcisms. That seems like a fitting uh, place, yes. And it also seems... Um, that was a little demonic. It's about to get demonic. Wow. It might not be the movie that initially comes to mind, but we'll get to that one. This one is The Exorcism of Emily Rose. I was going to say that. As soon as you said exorcism, I'm like... Of Emily Rose, of That's course. That's funny. That's the first one you've thought about. I, I bet yeah. you other people thought of the other one. Yeah. The Exorcist. So the set of The Exorcism of Emily Road gives us two instances. Emily Rose. You said, said, you said Emily Road. I, said, I just don't want you to get roasted, Christian. You know I'm looking out for you. The set of The Exorcism of Emily Rose gives us two instances of paranormal with actresses Jennifer Carpenter and Laura Linney. They both had strange experience, experiences. Carpenter was often awoken by a radio that turned itself on, and it seems that the vis visitor either preferred Pearl Jam's Alive or thought it was a good form of torture. I've heard it both ways. Laura Linney had the same thing happen, except 
in her case, it was the TV randomly turning on. So not super crazy, but I guess it plagued plagued both of them I mean, through the filming. If they have never experienced that in their lives, probably a little crazy, you know? Yeah. And the radio turning on just randomly. That's freaky. Even I don't care TV, what it is. Yeah. That's freaky. That doesn't happen in this day and age. At least I hope not. Well, unless you're on a film set, maybe. Well, unless you're watching Poltergeist or experiencing Poltergeist. Not recommended. Yeah. And a lot of these are a little quick, quick blurbs. Some of them are a little mm -hmm. bit longer, but Rosemary's Baby. Mm -hmm. And I titled it. Rosemary's Ro Baby. Rosemary's Baby and the Curse of Roman Polanski. Mm, well, there's many curses around Roman Polanski, but... Right. And, of course, he's the director. And a of pervert. This, but, of this film. Yeah. So the darkness around Roman Polanski is legendary, and maybe the first signs of it can be found on the set of the classic Rosemary's Baby. Have you ever seen that? I don't believe I have. Was that Meryl Streep? No. What am I thinking? I'm thinking of the dingo. That's entirely different. <laughs> That's way different. The dingo. Yeah, eating the baby. Sophie's Choice. That's was that's, that it? Is no, that what, I was like, a, is that that's not what it that's was? That's a different movie. Wow. Yeah, as you guys can tell, I'm still youthful and hip at a ripe age of 21. Rosemary's baby. Rose, Rosemary's baby starred Mia Farrow, hmm. who was having a baby, lived in like this apartment building, and her husband and all the neighbors were basically worship Satan, and were trying to take this baby to be a vessel of Satan. That was a little demonic. So I just couldn't remember the actress's name for a second after you said Meryl Streep. I said Mia Farrow, but all right. So anyway, the film was a hit. The the audience seemed to enjoy the sinister sta satanic cult that was after an innocent woman's baby. And hey, who wouldn't enjoy I mean, a sinister satanic cult that's after a woman's baby? If you're going to have a satanic cult, it better be after someone's baby. That's true. The movie would inspire a satanic subgenre, and some of the themes of the movie would later appear in the satanic panic of the 80s. Back to that, huh? You love the satanic panic, man. It's one of your favorites. It is. One of these days we're going to do an episode on it. I even have a little bit of tidbits on the satanic panic in here in case you threw a question at me. But since you don't believe in it, mm. we'll move on. How does that feel, Christian, to have you tell someone about something and they're like, oh, I don't believe that. Just is. It just is what it is? Yeah. Bro. So the curse struck composer Christoph Komeda when a friend accidentally pushed him over and this gamer rant calls an escarpment at a party. You know what an escarpment is? Is that a board game? It seems like it. It's like a ledge or a cliff or... So oh. his friend accidentally pushed him over it. How do you accidentally push someone over a ledge? Hollywood man. Hollywood. Classic. It's a dog-eat-dog -dog world out there. Yeah. Let me compose this. Kameda had brain damage and went into a coma. That he never came out of. He's still into that coma today? I mean, I'm, he's probably dead now. But. Oh, R.I.P. The producer, William Ca Castle, was soon hospitalized. It was kidney stones, which don't seem like That's a big deal. That's a curse deal. in itself, yeah. from what I hear, yeah. The pain caused him to hallucinate scenes from the movie. And he would yell, Rosemary, for God's sakes, put the knife down. So that's how much wow. pain you're in. You're hallucinating the scenes from the movie. Damn. Yeah, that I does not sound fun. I, yeah. I never want to be in that kind of pain. Yep. But the curse wasn't done with Roman Polanski. It would follow him home and draw in the Manson family who would take the life of his pregnant wife, Sharon Tate, along with her friends. And this was on the night of August 8th and also on August 9th because there were separate murders on the 9th. Sharon Tate, the actress who was eight months pregnant, was murder murdered along with four others at her home on Cielo Drive in Los Angeles. The other victims were Jay Sebring, who was a celebrity hairstylist, and also Tate's ex-boyfriend. This is just a reminder for people that Abigail Folger, who was the heiress to the Folger Coffee fortune, Wojciech Frykowski, which was, he was a Polish writer, and Stephen Parent, who was a teenager that was just visiting the property. Isn't it kind of strange that, uh, like, how ironic is it that Roman Polanski made this movie about a cult, satanic cult, no less, and then ends up in a real-life situation with a cult? Not necessarily a satanic cult, but a cult. Yeah, not what necessarily, yeah, but still. There's some parts pretty, of me that... Pretty fucked up regardless, you know? Yeah. If there's Years later, there's parts of me that I don't necessarily believe that Charles Manson's group was necessarily a cult. You think they're brainwashed CIA operatives? Mm, I mean, I think Charles Manson might have been. Mm -hmm. There is some theories out there, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I'm just not 100% sure that's what we'd call a cult nowadays, but they were definitely evil. And it's fascinating that Roman Polanski, who, if you go by some of the stories, which if we ever get to the Manson episode, 
we may, was kind of cruel and, and did some abusive things to Sharon Tate before he flew off to Europe to film his movie. We all know after her death, he late, he dated somebody that was under or slept with somebody that was underage. I don't know. Uh, you know, yeah. you can't consent when you're underage. So I think it was a lot worse than that. Didn't he end up marrying? There's, there's a lot of really messed up stuff. He just doesn't seem like a good person. Yeah, that goes without saying. You're yeah. absolutely right. Maybe consider a great filmmaker in many people's minds i mean i've seen a couple of his films they're not my style but films from back then usually aren't a lot of people can separate the artist from the art you know what i mean not me yeah you can't but i have trouble with it yet you still love tom cruise <laughs> okay so i don't know i mean i don't love him i think his movies are entertaining christian are you or are you not wearing a tom cruise shirt right now he, obviously i'm not you can see me it's underwear Wow. Yeah. He, Risky he, business he, he, underwear is what know. I sing in when I'm by myself. He just showed up in tidy whiteies and socks and you, a button down. So you know which movie I'm talking about? I am familiar with Risky Business, yes. Well, are you familiar with Poltergeist? I am indeed. Because that's where we're going next. This one I think a lot of people knew about mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah, this one's a lot more familiar. But we'll run down. So Poltergeist mm -hmm. was a curse set, but it also reached into its sequels. Really? Caused some problems. How many? Was there two sequels? Three. There's four Poltergeist movies? I think there's... No, I think there's only three. Okay. Three movies total. Yeah. So... Wait, what'd you call that? Two sequels? I, I, whatever you said. Okay. <laughs> moving on. Once I realized what you said, I was moving on, but you had to linger. I just had to let you know. I had you to just have you. to let it linger. Sometimes I linger. Your boy lingers. Fucking lingerer. It's funny when I can throw in a song reference and you don't get it. Uh, I was using a reference to Pineapple Express. Never seen it. James Franco, another degenerate, but fantastic movie. Never watched the movie. Well, you should. Okay, so back to Poltergeist. Mm. From actual skeletons in a swimming pool to Steven Spielberg having to save one of his child actors from choking to mysterious deaths during surgery to, to a tragic domestic violence incident that took the life of young actress Dominique Dunn. There was plenty of darkness to go around this set. Damn. So let's start with the clown. Well, I didn't hear any mention of a clown moments ago. So yeah, let's. That's a great, I mean, great place to start. I mean, it's simply because clowns are evil, right? They scare you. Yeah. During the scene where a possessed clown is attacking, robbing, robbing, Robbie Freeling, played by Oliver Robbins, the mechanical clown malfunctioned and actually started choking the actor. It wasn't until his face was turning blue that Steven Spielberg jumped to his aid and pray and pried the Please hands Lord. apart. Yeah. It's not his time. I prayed away the choking. There you go. Weird. And Dominique Dunn would soon be stalked and attacked by her ex-boyfriend mm -hmm. who couldn't handle rejection. And her dad is Dominic Dunn, who's a famous actor. You probably would recognize him. I don't know if you'd, you'd recognize him if you saw him, but you probably don't know him by name because he's like... Was around 70s, in the 1940s? Yeah. 70s and 80s, gotcha. I think. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Six years later, the little girl known for the phrase, they're here, Heather O'Rourke would pass after being misdiagnosed with the flu. And in 1982, a cast member would survive a plane crash that took the lives of 27 of the 51 people aboard. Jeez. Julie, Julian Beck from the second film died from stomach cancer in 1984 before the 1985 excuse me before the movie was even released and will sampson who played a shaman died in 1987 while in surgery and the actor who played pugsley in the original movie was murdered in 2009 damn it's the movie that just keeps on giving huh yeah and you know about the skeletons and swimming pool right i guess i have no idea no so there's a scene in the movie. You, have you seen the movie? I've seen the original. I don't think I've seen the anything after that. Okay, I think I, when the the actress is in the swimming pool and all those skeletons, those are supposedly actual skeletons they somebody brought to the set, and she didn't know it until. Who would be responsible for that? I don't know, man. Like, that was did a they hire an actual like bone collector or something like that? Like, I mean, that's like the Hobby Lobby debacle all over again. Maybe, right? maybe there's there were there are people that put together these pieces of body and send them out to different schools or universities throughout the like, world. Oopsie, we sent it to Hollywood. Yeah, before they shipped them out, they sent them to Hollywood because they wanted to add to it. And, you know, they're already doing a movie that's supposedly on Native American burial grounds. It so, doesn't get much creepier than yeah, that. Yeah, let's go two for one. It's a twofer. I have a personal favorite coming up now that I've seen probably this movie more than any other scary movie in my whole lifetime. Shark's Tale? No, I have, I've not seen that one. Okay. This is The Omen. Mm. You know why the, I like... The original? Yeah. Mm. Did you, have you seen that one? I have not seen the original. I saw the, the remake. And I, I love a good demon antichrist movie. 
Well, you are a little demonic, so that checks out. According to Slash... I'm sorry. <laughs> I can read. According to Slash Film, even before the movie was made, executive Bob Munger warned producers that making the movie was a bad idea. He said, if the devil's greatest single weapon is to be invisible, and you're going to do something which is going to take away his in invisibility to millions of people, he's not going to want that to happen. Mm. Good point, right? What an interesting thing to say. Yeah. Yeah from an ex a studio executive yeah that's a you you would that's the last thing you think you'd hear in hollywood at <laughs> all man Get yeah right back the devil yeah send it more of it yeah get him on the line we'll do we'll do coffee or something like that and lines yeah that too and then there's the demon dogs that are in the movie the Couple, first one yeah rottweilers mm, yeah yeah that's right they attacked multiple people on set well, yeah. And then another animal happening happened. That doesn't really make sense. Another issue with the animals on the film. The day after filming a scene at a zoo, the man who trained bab the baboons was mauled to death by a tiger. Not your common occurrence, but it does happen from time to time. Yeah. It's a little creepier when it happens with a film called The Omen. It feels like it's almost an omen. Maybe. Of sorts, yes. The star of the film, Gregory Peck, missed tragedy twice when it came to flying during filming. First, it seems frustrated demons called upon Thor to strike his plane with lightning. I just made that part up. Yeah, well, you could have gone without saying that, and I would have known. I just, yeah. in my heart of hearts, a bad Christian. Yeah. Luckily, nothing happened on that one. But a later flight Peck was supposed to be on crashed after he changed his plans and didn't take the flight. Wow. There was also an instance in the 2006 remake of the movie in which 13,500 feet of film was destroyed, a portion of which contained the scene where the Damien character's 666 birthmark was revealed. Mm. Demons. That was a little demonic. <laughs> we'll come back to these type of demons when we get to the exorcist. They're demons. But now, The Nun, another great movie. So this is recent then, huh? Yeah. Some of these are recent. Some of them are old. Yeah. One of my and this is one of my favorite recent movies. It was really well done. I yeah. like that one a lot. It scared the crap out of me. Director Corin Hardy had a supernatural experience on the set while doing this or making this film. This one's pretty good. The crew was shooting a scene in a two hundred foot long dark corridor filled with crosses in an actual underground Romanian fortress. He ducked into a pitch black cell to watch from the monitors and saw a room full of what he assumed to be local crew members sitting behind him, watching along as well. After the scene played out, he turned back to see that their reaction, no one was there. Corn Kent claims that there was only one door to the room and it was right in front of him. That's creepy. That would be really creepy. You, you think he's sitting there like, man, did everyone hate it that much? Were they, were they well, like, if you think you're watching it with a like a the crew, and then you turn around and they're not there, and the only door to get in and out is right in front of you, you're like, uh, maybe we don't make this film in a Romanian fortress where yeah. people were probably tortured to death. Yeah, that seems like that would be the first thought that goes through your mind. We got the Ring Two coming up. This one's somewhat recent, two thousand and five. Yeah, you couldn't see that being cursed if you just watch it. Something the first about movie tape and was seven days or something. Yeah, the first movie was crazy. That shit stayed with people. Yeah, like just the image of her crawling out of the TV or whatever. That was good. Yeah, that yeah. stayed with people. That's Japanese at their finest. Yep. Have you ever been nearly run down by a deer? Yes, I have, and it's not fun. Director Hideo Nakata states that in the film, water symbolizes someone's evil spirit. So the question comes up, did it signify anything when the production office was flooded? Yeah, I mean, the water was even pouring out of the walls. What was the source of the water, did they say? They didn't say. Well, it just said creepy. all of a sudden it started flooding and the water was coming out of the walls. And the symbology was that it was, where the hell is that? Oh, someone's evil spirit. Yeah, that's... Uh... One hell of a coincidence if it's nothing out of the ordinary, you know? That is one hell of a coincidence. Yeah. And here's where my earlier deer comment pays off. I was wondering. I was like, I hope Christian's deer comment from earlier will finally pay off somewhere. <laughs> yeah. The set costumer comes around a corner while walking on the Universal lot and sees a deer sprinting at her. The sprinting demon deer barely missed running her into the ground. The movie has a scene where a deer is used to kill the two main, main characters. Or attempt to kill the two main characters. In, in the ring? The ring two. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I saw that one. On a hunting trip, I had a deer just about charge me. Really? It that does not kid. sound fun. No. All right. We're going to go to an actual movie set. We are? That was cursed. Oh. Not necessarily by supernatural things, but it you'll understand. And a witch. And people, when, when they hear the title of the movie, they'll 
It's Twilight Zone, the movie. I forgot there was a Twilight Zone movie. Yeah. Really? Wow. Do you know any of the story behind it? I don't. I have no okay. idea. This film was came out in 1983. And again, this may not be the most supernatural of curses, but this movie is definitely cursed. And it's a tragedy that played out on film, taking the lives of three actors, two of them being children. The ensuing court case would expose a practice of exposing child actors to danger going back to the beginning of film. Of course, when you go back that far, it shouldn't really be overly surprising that we put children in danger because at that time, children were still factory workers. Well, as is tradition. Yeah. Steven Spielberg was set to co-direct with another top director by the name of John Landis, but they had a falling out because Landis was cutting corners when it came to safety on the set. Ooh. John Landis would push ahead on a dangerous helicopter stunt, even though the winds were dangerously high. And the combination of winds and pyrotechnics caused the helicopter to fall out of the sky, landing on top of actor Vic Morrow and two child stars, Micah Din Lee, seven, and Renee Shin Yi Chen, six. And they, they were killed by falling debris in the, the blades. This was a Twilight Zone movie? Yeah, and John Landis would later be acquitted of manslaughter. But I remember that trial when I was young, and it really? was like a hot, like it was a, well, I imagine, a, yeah. a, a sensational trial. Sensational. I can't believe you didn't know that about Twilight Zone. I always yeah. loved Twilight Zones as a kid, so when that movie came out and that happened, it was like, and I mean, you can see the footage online of it happening, the crash. Yeah. And you see Vic Morrow carrying the two kids because it's like a, a Vietnam scene mm. where he's like trying to save these two children and the, you and just see up. like pyrotechnics going off and the helicopter just drops. So that guy was no longer in the movie then because he died. Or the two children. So did that entire like story arc just get cut? I, I think what? it's in there. I, it's been a long time, probably even since the 80s that I've seen the movie. That seems really weird. Like, what were they... I Like, there's too many questions in my mind. Like, were they integral to the story? Well, the, the Twilight Zone was movie had like was kind of short stories in the film. So, so it was the show The Twilight Zone, but just a few episodes back to back to back to kind back. Kind of. Weird. But it, as a movie. That seems a little gimmicky. Yeah, and I th I, I've seen the footage of the helicopter because of the court case. It was all gotcha. over the news. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. All right, let's get a little happier and go to Ghost. Obviously, Ghosts are real. Yeah. Classic. The most famous of ghost movies, probably, from 1990. An urban legend tells us that Poltergeist child star Heather, Heather O'Rourke haunted the 1990s film set. Hmm. So she comes back for this sequel of a wow. different movie. Hey, that's some shit. Yeah. Crew members claim to have heard the footsteps of an unseen figure as well as a child laughing. And the film was the film was shot on the same soundstage where Heather O'Rourke had filmed scenes, scenes as a child actor. Hmm. A weird little For urban theater. legend. Yeah. That is interesting. Creepy as hell, but interesting. Running footsteps gets me every time. I That would freak me the hell out. Yeah, that doesn't I'm, sound like normal. Like, my house is just settling. Yeah, every time someone's like, I read stories of people like, yeah, there's like an invisible thing running towards me. I heard the foot. I'm like, fuck that, dude. Yeah, that's uh -huh. like not any sound that your house or anything in your house should be making unless your yeah. TV's on and you're watching something where someone's running. And you're watching a track race. And Or you're a Foley artist and you're practicing for the next day's recording at home and you're like there you go. making footsteps. Yeah, for sure. Why with not? coconut shells. I wasn't, I don't really, I'm not familiar with this movie. It's called Return to Babylon. And it's from 2013. Is it a sequel to Babylon? I think, I don't even, th I think it might be a documentary about mm. the film. Gotcha. Because when you get into the actual information, it talks about a silent film. So the silent film Return to Babylon is rumored to have had documented paranormal phenomena. Director Alex Monti Kanawati utilized a vintage camera with black and white film discovered mysteriously in a bag. Mm. Upon reviewing the captured footage, a perplexing revelation unfolded. The faces of the lead actors had undergone a chilling transformation resembling demonic creatures. Demon hand on my buttocks. So right where I like it. Classic. So are you telling me that there was a random camera found? Nobody knows whose camera it was? Right. And it had the lead actors' faces, but they looked like demons. No, he used the the camera in the film, and when he when the film was developed, it had demon faces. Oh, is there any kind of like pictures of that, or is it just all alleged and like threw it away? I didn't see it. That's so. Oh man, that's very interesting. I would love to see that. I'll look into it a little bit more, and we can always post it on. 
one of our yeah. pages or social media somewhere. Yeah, because there's a lot of like film anomalies and stuff like that that can happen, but something like that, you're like, demon face, this isn't really the anomaly we were looking for. Yeah, I wish there's more details. Like, oh, they had sunken eyes or something. I like some more detail because when I hear demon face, I'm thinking like the craziest shit, you know? Yeah. Well, that's what I like sometimes about our story is from individuals as they mm -hmm. go into a little bit more detail, sometimes too much, but it's yeah. nice to have it. True, true, true. Of course, we have to go with Annabelle, and Annabelle comes home. How wholesome. Annabelle had a case of lights falling and strange nosebleeds that only stopped after leaving the house. Oh, and the Annabelle doll moved on its own. Well, that's what we hear, yeah. Yeah, it was so bad, the set had to be blessed. Now, the Annabelle, they didn't use the real Annabelle doll, I'm guessing. No, because yeah, so it's, it's like different, because the original one's Raggedy Ann. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And this one is like it's that like porcelain face. Yeah, one. creepy porcelain smile. But I guess this one has issues, too. A blocker up? <laughs> On the set of the sequel, Madison Iceman claimed that whenever she'd run up the stairs past the Warren's bedroom, the Annabelle doll would be in a different position in the room, despite nobody being in the room. Mechanic Grace also said that one of the first days on set, rehearsing in the house, the crew had crafted her nose suddenly started pouring blood, and when she went out to clean it, it suddenly stopped. Hmm. Now we're going to stay within kind of the universe. Well, that's good. With the Conjuring. Oh. Vera Farmagia allegedly found claw marks carved across her personal laptop while she was filming and didn't know how they got there. The same claw marks appeared on her thigh one day short, shortly after she wrapped the film. Were there three claw marks? I mean, that's usually what help these mysterious claw marks mm, end up. It's a little demonic. Yeah, unless it's like Friday, not Friday the 13th. Friday uh, Night Lights? No, Freddy Krueger movies. Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah, there's okay. like four or five. Well, he's got five claws, so that checks out. And according to BuzzFeed, Joey King, who played Christine, developed a rare severe blood disorder while working on the film, seemingly out of the blue. It was so intense she had to go into the hospital before and after filming to get her blood drawn and tested and had a high risk for internal bleeding. As Joey explained it, like all the red platelets from my body were like drained. They were just gone. However, after she finished shooting the movie and made her way home, it stopped. Weird. And she's never had an issue with blood since then. Ugh. Weird shit happening, huh? Like, yeah, just, there's, and, uh... and there's not like a ton of detail on them, but like just random weird things. The doll movie, no. That is obviously the creepiest. Yeah, if it's not people mess up pranking everybody, yeah. that's scary. I know. Scary that whatever was in the original Annabelle doll allegedly jumped over to the film Annabelle doll. Like, I'm just going to make sure they're doing this, doing me justice in this here movie. And Vera Farmiga wasn't satisfied with having her own self-curse. She's like, hey, sis, will you play the younger me mm. or a younger version of me or whatever she plays in the prequels? Yeah. Also great movies. I love that whole universe. Yeah, it's a, they're a pretty good franchise. The last one was so-so, but every other one. What was the last one? The Devil Made Me Do It or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't as great. Yeah, but it was fine. That story, though, is very interesting. The, the real event of that is interesting. The movie, not so much. What time are we on? 37. Fuck, this is going to be a short one. I have a little short one. Now well, we can probably talk for another... It's demons. We can do whatever. Yeah. We're going to move on to probably our favorite... The Exorcist. Garf Maybe not my favorite movie. It's scary as hell, but... I was going to say Garfield, A Tale of Two Kitties, but all right. I haven't seen that one. Either have I, but what a name. Okay, so remember when we mentioned that some demon... Demons. That some demons... The demons. Yeah. Remember when we mentioned that some demons want to stay hidden? Yes. And this seems to be one of those demons. First, a bird flies into a circuit box, causing the just-finished McNeil home, which was the set of the McNeil home to burn down. The only room that did not burn was Reagan's room where the possession mostly takes place in the film. Future Star Wars character and all around famous actor Max von Sydow, yeah. Max von Sydow. Yeah, everyone knows that guy. And Linda Blair would have family members die during filming, which mm. if you're filming a creepy movie, okay, that's creepy, but it could happen. Yeah, that could just be a bad timing thing. Yeah, Linda Blair and Ellen Burstyn would suffer permanent back injuries. And this was mainly like in Linda Blair's case, mm. during a possession seat in the bouncing bed, Linda Bl Blair screams in pain that were mistaken for her acting possessed. Wow. A crew member lost a toe, another lost a thumb, and then one last thing. There was a serial killer on set. Paul Bateson appeared as an x-ray tech in the film. And in 1979, Bateson was convicted 
of the murder of a film industry journalist, Addison Barrel, and sentenced to a minimum of 20 years in prison. Oof. In 2003, he was released on parole, which ended after five years. Prior to Bateson's trial, police and prosecutors implicated him in a series of unsolved slayings of gay men in Manhattan known as the Bag Murders. So he's definitely gay. And these killings he had reportedly boasted about while in jail. Yeah, that's not really a wise choice, but people don't make wise choices if they're in jail, huh? Right. It's not what they're best known for. I mean, there's nothing necessarily ghostly or debonic out of those stories, but it's just like a weird... I do you believe in curses at all? I believe if you believe you're cursed, you so it's like a mindset thing. Yeah, I think mm. I think it can be. I think I I don't think that's entirely irrational to think that way. Uh, it could be a power of like thought or a power of um, even you know speech. I guess. Can you think of any time in your life where you have openly witnessed like the power of thought or the power of like you saying something and like speaking into existence almost? Well, I just told you a story today of a weird thing where I'm at the store and I'm like telling a coworker, I'm like, I don't know what happened to my beanie because mm-hmm. it's freaking cold today. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know where I left it. Maybe I left it in the studio because yeah. I haven't been in there since last week. And then within like 10 minutes, another coworker walks out giving us like Christmas beanies. Yeah. And I'm like, that is weird. Yeah, did I think that into existence? There was one time, I think I was, I was probably like a either, I was pretty young, between like probably 10 and, and 13. Mm-hmm. And I was riding my bike in California City. And I remember as I'm riding my bike, I just think, I'm like, wouldn't it be crazy if I just like found some money? I was like, wouldn't that be great? You just, oh, I found a chest of gold coins, whatever, you know? And at like literally like five to 10 seconds later, I spot what I think looks like a, a bill of some kind in a bush. And I turn around, it's like 10 bucks. Like, just randomly 10 bucks, like moments after I thought, wouldn't it be great to find some money? So if you're if what you're saying is if this could happen to you or I, mm. demons could exist. Or wait, we're talking about curses. Yeah, I was talking more about curses. I was like, well, like I believe demons exist, no. but okay. I don't think curses are fascinating because there are things that make me believe that yeah. they've happened to people. Mm-hmm. I remember watching an old movie called Serpent in the Rainbow, which is about voodoo stuff at down in Haiti mm. and people being cursed by these voodoo witch doctors, and they believed it. Some of them died because of it. And then I remember one of the craziest things about this movie because it's supposedly based on a true story. Yeah. And at the end, this whatever powder they these witch doctors were using to make zombies out of Haitians mm. was basically taken to the labs by the pharmaceutical companies. And who knows? This was back in like late 80s that that movie came out. So who knows yeah. where they're at now? Well, any one of our many drugs pretty gross christian thanks also, for sharing that also probably viagra wow well not the information you probably came here for but it's there but those i mean the bottom line is that story came about because these people were cursed by voodoo hmm. and we've heard plenty of stories they just recently i was reading about this a couple of days ago in the latrine so basically in the toilet yes they found i think a sheet of bronze with a curse written on it hmm asking I basically Satan to help or some demon to help take care of this other person or family in the region. Really? And they, so they put it on this thin sheet of metal and threw it in the, in the latrine back in the day. And they just recently found it. That's pretty creepy. So it's probably a couple thousand years old or more. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the idea of curses is fascinating and we've kind of tickled the idea of, uh, doing episodes on like thought craft or, you know, go golems and, and all that stuff that we pretty much create these entities in our minds and the more people believe in them the more they come into our reality you know and so i don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities that if you're convinced that you're cursed you're cursed i think if you're once you're convinced you're cursed it's pretty hard to break out of it yeah luckily i don't have that like i don't feel things kind of just randomly happen Mm. in a good way for me always have well, you also have that kind of mindset, though. You're yeah. also someone that's just kind of loosey-goosey. You're just like, yeah, whatever happens is fine. It's going to be cool, you know? Yeah, which is it's not always perfect. No. But it does. I've found a way where it kind of works for me the best I can. And, and, and it's and less stressful, obviously. Yeah. Sometimes freaking a beanie just appears in my hands when I need one. 
That's true. It's you like know? that one story we did in, uh, what episode was it, where the, the shopping cart just comes out of nowhere and rolls into that person that's carrying those giant bags? Yep. Yeah, I don't know, man. There's a, there's a lot of theories out there surrounding that type of stuff, like Thoughtcraft. And it's fascinating, man. I, I wish I knew more about it. Honestly, I haven't spent too much time looking into it. It's always just been one of the notes on my phone. It's like, look into this. Yeah. And I just never get the time. I would like to look a little bit deeper into some of these film curses and use mm. them in a different way. And maybe not film curses, because it wasn't quite as easy to find good like at least very good information yeah. i'd like to have more first-hand accounts because that's yeah. kind of what we like to do here but it's hit and miss with those two though i mean yeah. you're like okay is this actually something that someone experienced or are they just flexing their creative writing muscles yeah a lot of these curses i think some people are familiar with mm. maybe not as much on the recent movies yeah I mean, there's even stories about the Wizard of Oz being cursed. Yeah, wasn't there, like, a long time there was a story of, like, you in the background, you can see a, a, one of the munchkins hanging or something like that. I hear that that's, a, a, like, an urban legend. Wasn't there a video on YouTube about it, though? I don't know, man. I see a lot of videos on YouTube that are... Yeah, and when, are, I, when I heard this, it was... I was young, so the internet wasn't what it is today, yeah. you know? I've heard it for a long time, too. Yeah. I know, I think, one of the w Wicked Witch was... The Wicked West, uh, the West, <laughs> Wicked Witch of the West, or whatever, yeah, got burned really bad, and well, hell yeah, and also the original house fell on her. I think Bet Buddy Epson was supposed to be the original the Tin Man, but the, the costume paint made him like he had a was reaction to it, lead or something. Yeah. Probably, yeah, probably indeed. I don't know, man. It's kind of crazy. Like, do you think are do these curses, especially on movie sets? Do you think the people talk about that stuff, like in the middle of filming, like, oh no, it's cursed, or this and that, or this weird stuff keeps happening? And like, do you think they build onto it? Some of some of the stuff that's mentioned, like obviously, like, well, oh, their family members died, like, that's tragic, obviously. But yeah, you're grasping at straws to say that's part of a curse, you know? Well, I mean, there's you always got the the movie The Crow mm -hmm. with Brandon Lee getting shot and killed oh yeah yeah um there was another one i can't remember the name of the movie but the actor's name i believe was john hexham jr hmm. where he like pulled a prop gun up and was pretending like he was going to shoot himself and it was the like the blank mm. actually killed him yeah and then we have the recent one with uh what is it, alec baldwin yeah yeah i mean those are different kind of curses but just the randomness of each of those accidents mm. like is there another hand involved here that yeah we don't see because it's such a freak accident how could this how could something else something you know paranormal or sinister or whatever evil not be involved with some of these yeah i mean i guess i think if it's like a, a one-off thing or like one onesie twosie kind of thing where it's yeah. like oh this happened and then this also kind of weird thing happened that's one thing but in cases like poltergeist and whatever where there's like 15 you're like all right maybe that movie's cursed yeah. i don't know but then like that one movie executive saying that the demons mm -hmm. don't don't want to be shown to the world because they're yeah. hiding to influence us you're like sometimes that feels like that could be true well, yeah. If Have you seen the world today, Christian? It seems like it's absolutely true in a lot it's, of aspects. Not all of them. There's some crazy sh just people in general, but... Here's the problem, though. Is since I don't really believe in demons, mm -hmm. I don't see their hand in that much unless it's on my buttocks. Demon hand on my buttocks. You beat me to it, unfortunately. Yeah. I was going to say, you don't see their hand anywhere, do you? What about your buttocks? <laughs> Only when I'm looking for it. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I wish a demon would put his hand on my buttocks, and mm -hmm. then I'm not alone anymore. Have you ever tried praying to a demon? Why would I do that? Well, you don't believe in them, so it shouldn't do any harm. Then. I could be wrong. <laughs> yeah, you could, but would you want I'm to find out? I'm not like one of those idiots that like, ah, come get me. I don't believe in you. Come get me. Are you me. not one of those? Come at me, bro. No, I'm not that way at all. I, you know, I, I tend to not believe in the devil or demons. And I, if you had the opportunity to find out if they were in, indeed real, you wouldn't take that? If I was in a demon safe environment where they couldn't touch me and curse me and see me, yeah, Maybe. you were in a, a case of glass demon proof. Yeah. Yeah. Filled. I would be in a bubble and around me would be a thousand gallons of holy water. Yes, of course. The last three popes alive and dead. Mm, yes, of course. Church magic. Yeah. Giving me blessings. I might be willing to look. What a weird a visual that is. Don't, <laughs> don't try to picture that shit. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck is happening here? Yeah. I, I might try to, but there's no reason to, to test that out because... So if they want to come get you, they can come get you. If they don't want to come get you, then you're fine. Right. Yeah. I, and I actually have a higher belief in demons than I do in Satan. 
Yeah. I think demons are possible. Well, sure. I yeah. think Satan was made up. I think Satan was real. I, think I, the, I don't think that I think Satan the, is the main character in the story. I think the scary Satan that we've been told to, to, to fear is yeah. not real. What do you think I think about, there might have been a Lucifer. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think there's a Lucifer. He is I made think, into the enemy. I don't think the actual enemy of the Bible is. I don't think Lucifer's good, but I think there's a lot more to it than that. I think the enemy of the Bible is humans. Wow. Oh, I see you've whipped out the old soapbox for us, huh, Christian? I mean... They're the ones that use it as a weapon at times. That is true. That's hey, so where, anyway. where's the lie? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's kind of far away from our curse sets, but not really though. It's a small skip and a jump to get I, there, man. Yeah, I mean, not... if we're talking cursed, yeah, it feels like some of these are cursed, and and there's plenty of other movies that have had tragedies or things like that happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, we talk about curses, right? And you mentioned witch doctors and stuff a, a while back, right? Going to that, there's a lot of extremely out there stories of people that have visited witch doctors in different countries when shit was going down and the witch doctor gave them like exact directions on who to talk to and they'll be expecting you and blah 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 and you have to grab this this and this and don't be alarmed if this happens and then you have to and these people that do it they're like yeah i'm sure this is bullshit but sure i'll give it a try and it's like all works out you know so like, yeah. i think belief has a lot to do with it and we've talked about in the astral projection episode we talk about like the prayer beams and stuff like that like that that one person saw and just kind of reinforcing the fact that there's a lot of power in the way you think and there's a lot of power in the way you speak you know another thing i'd add to that especially mm -hmm. how we were you you kind of made me think about it is ritual like ritual, that which yeah. which doctor is telling you to perform some kind of ritual mm -hmm. in this way because it has a certain effect yeah and basically humans are really good with rituals that's True. that's our thing mm. you know if we don't have a ritual we'll make one and we've had even if it's not like church related or religion related mm -hmm. we have our rituals we have a yeah. ritual every morning you and i both do i have my coffee ritual it's kind of fascinating how many rituals people have and then like if it and it could be the most mundane thing and if it gets interrupted you're like well, hold the fucking phone right now, yeah. okay? This is the time that I browse the TV guide and I look for reruns of Golden Girl and I remember the TV guides aren't a thing anymore because it's the internet and whatnot. Yeah. And I do this every morning and don't judge me, it's fine. And he yells at the kid and forget to get off his lawn. That's true. You know, another ritual, and this has been talked about a bunch of times, but like when you look at the rituals of like a presidential inauguration creepy or a royal the royal one's just off the fucking it's baddie as hell the dude. pope also I mean, strange any, yeah. any of these things especially like they have rituals have some power that we're not quite we think we know there's power there we're not 100 percent sure there's no way to prove it but isn't it, that creepy to think about i mean you think about how many people are in attendance of these rituals and and even just the three you mentioned yeah how many people are there thinking and and looking and focusing on this one thing now, that's how a many lot people of power are watching it uh, exactly that's a lot of thought power man i don't that's know why that's why i told you a long time ago brain we were we were done in the 50s it was too late in the 50s well now we just gotta find it's our not great news uh, for my whole generation we just gotta find our own kumbaya and find a way to be happy and that is via the success of this podcast and then you know if you have a cursed movie set maybe there's hmm. Like some of these people have blessed their film sets. I mean, if you're going to make a scary movie, maybe you start off that way. Yeah. You, do you think they cursed their own film set? Well, we, we got to make it real. I think uh, if I was a filmmaker, one of the first things I would do is get it blessed, even though I don't necessarily believe in that, mm. because it would make my crew and my actors happier mm. or more comfortable, and they'd be able to perform better but of course there's some psychos out there that would want their crew to be terrified so they show more fear but yeah hopefully we're getting away from those kind of people that torture their own actors i, I believe roman Perhaps. polanski was one of them alfred yeah. hitchcock was supposedly notorious for it hmm. yeah a lot of weird stuff goes on in those parts i don't know we should do some some thought experiments we should do some uh you know we're in a new year now we should start testing some. Let's test it out on the podcast. You know, I'm normally a pretty dreary kind of fella. I have a very dry sense of humor, and I'm very depressing to be around most times, and that's fine. 
but let's see if this year, what if I was like positive and then we just took off and everything went great for a year. We've had some, some I maybe we'll do it for a year. I may be able to give it a shot yeah. for a year. We'll see. Should try it. I mean, we've had some good things as we come to the end of this or mm -hmm. the end of last year now that we're into January. Yeah, we're definitely in January now. Yeah. Christian, remember it's January that. right now. It's, it's still, not it's, a few days before Christmas. I, I it's can't tell. It's January. It's cold as cold, man. I know you're still festive and you still got eggnog in your cup, but it's fine. But we'll give it a shot. Look, we can prove if, if curses exist or if it's the power of thought. Which or if is, there's a combination of both, you know? What's kind of funny is, like, our outlook in the world, mm -hmm. like, you're kind of de more down, mm -hmm. you know, like, you'll maybe say something negative quicker than I will, like, about a maybe situation. Or, yeah, or, for sure. Yeah. And I think it's funny. I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, our little uh, sticker, this is fine, mm -hmm. is kind of how my life is. Like, yeah whatever comes about i'm like okay i can deal with this yeah this is fine I'll, I'll get through it yeah and but i'm always like more positive that's <laughs> and, true and, yeah. and, and like i don't even though i rip like certain things on the podcast sometimes mm. I, I generally like everybody yeah yeah except for that guy over there and even though i'm you sitting in the corner listening by yourself yeah, yeah. you yeah you're weird get out of here greg um yeah and i'm a very pessimistic person for the most part but I enjoy talking to people that I actually like, and I like our listeners, which yeah, works out. They're fun. Yeah, I get annoyed with a lot of people, but you guys are fun to talk to. And hey, if you want to talk to us or whatever, just join that Facebook group. We love uh, the more the merrier, is how we say. I think we broke up 50. Scott is very quick about responding. I'll go on there and I'm like, oh, I got to respond. I'm like, oh, yeah. Scott already responded. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm quick because I know if I don't, then you'll respond and it'll be very milk toast and i'm like i don't want people to have milk toast responses i gotta be witty and cheer them up and make them laugh and smile and whatnot see I, yeah sometimes like i think it, in conversation i'm more mm -hmm. i'm a lot different yeah you have to be in person with you like on yeah. text or anything you're just like does he hate me <laughs> <laughs> i know there's why times, does christian hate me what did i do there's times when i'm texting you in china and i'm like yep yeah yep. just the letter k yeah k thumbs up fuck this guy really loves his kellogg's doesn't he yeah so his special k all right i'm done rambling about curse sets curses and stuff like that yep yep it feels that way huh well that's fine melanie i apologize for this being a slightly shorter episode it's at 59 minutes right now so whatever it ends on just know that that's christian's mistakes <laughs> and that's fine honestly because we we're very accepting. Um, you can find us on social media at Freaky Deaky Pod. We post some pretty interesting clips on YouTube at Freaky Deaky Pod. We passed. You guys literally got us over a thousand. You got us monetized. Thank Christian you. and I have about three dollars in our account, and we are going to Vegas, and we're going to try to at least double that. See, here's there's the, two of us. I know. There's. I know we're gonna. We're all right now. Yeah. Scott's like, but, but, <laughs> here's the deal. We want five. No, I'm just kidding. We want $5. Now, you guys have been great at, like, we got people telling us they listen to the episodes and then they watch, listen to the episode on YouTube just to help us out more. I'm like, man, we got some hella supportive folks and I know exactly where they come from because the other folks are very, well, they're a little wiry and it's fine, honestly. I just know we're if when we win our first podcast award, we're going to have to thank a lot of our mm. loyal listeners. Yeah, and I can just order us an award online. So you guys don't actually have to do any more work for that. We can make one ourselves. But we do appreciate you getting us over a thousand, getting the channel monetized and stuff like that. Uh, we got a lot of cool stuff in the works this year, and we really hope that you guys enjoy it. And the more that you get the word out, the more it inspires us to keep doing more and more. You know what I mean? It keeps us building out shows or taking like new ideas and stuff like that. You guys are just awesome. And not too many podcasts in this genre have that, I've noticed. It's kind of a dreary or a little, it's like moody. It's a moody genre, moody folks. A it lot can of times. be. Yeah. It gets too dark sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we like to lighten it up. And we're glad that we, we can help you guys laugh a little bit. You guys make us laugh. We love you. And we'll see you right back here next week. Send in your stories to the gang at thefreakydeaky.com. I usually say that earlier, but I didn't this time because sometimes your boy keeps it fresh. Yeah. Next week, we can talk more about, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Never mind. Well, then I guess we'll see you then. Good night. Just kidding. We're still recording. 
Let's I'm keep here. it going. No, that's <laughs> two more hours. Yeah, wouldn't that be funny? People, it's just like the exit music, and then just us talking for an hour, two hours. It's the longest episode of all time. The the music's playing now, though, so it's fine. See you guys later.